Hey guys, welcome to Will's Winos. We're great friends, talk about great wine. Today we're sitting down with Matt Harmon, founder and CEO of Harmony Wine. So Matt, this is a COVID baby. Uh, this is a, a, a venture startup. Uh, tell me, what? why did you do it when you did it? How did you get into it? What's the story? Yeah, so I knew I wanted to get into wine through cooking with my dad. So for me, it was about finding wines that paired well with my favorite foods. So I would go to, I remember the first time I actually tried to drink a wine, went to the grocery store, the faithful moment of seeing all the wines and you're like, I have no, cl no clue what I'm doing. Um, picked a, I think I picked a white wine for spaghetti. And so, as you can tell, that probably did not go so well. Um, <laughs> but I got intrigued with why it wouldn't work. Um, and so that interest just kind of peaked and I fell in love with the whole process of finding wines that were gonna work well with what I was eating and my favorite foods. So from that, I started looking into what it would be like to make my own wine. Okay. Right. And so got all these permits and was still working at nine to five. I was actually working at UVA shelving books and decided, you know, it's time to go to sales and marketing and learn about that side of the business. However, I did that in October of 19, right before COVID hits. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so I get laid off in March and now I'm sitting on these permits and like a bunch of wine knowledge. And I was like, I think it's kind of time to jump into the industry. So that's kind of like what sparked the whole thing. Okay. Okay, cool. So, um, you got into it via a desire to learn about it and then do your own because, Hey, that's how all entrepreneurs think I can do it better than the guy next to me as an entrepreneur. I agree with you. Um, so you get all these permits, COVID hits. What are you thinking? Honestly, <laughs> honestly, it was one of those things where, you know, the hiring freeze has hit. And so I've gotten, I've got logos in my, you know, notebook of like, ah, oh, this is what I want it to be like. This is what I want to do. So I think the best part about being an entrepreneur is you don't know until you get there. Uh, so, you know, you almost have to jump in blindly. So it was one of those things of like, I think I want to try this thing right, like right now. Yeah. So I start looking to source grapes, start looking to get labels for these wines. And, you know, you hit the road bumps of the wine is going to be here, here now. And then it's like, no, it's not. You need three more permits and you need to get this other license that's going to allow you to do the shipping. Uh, so I think honestly, it was one of the, it's, it's taught me a lot of patience, taught me a lot of patience, which is really cool. Okay. Okay. So Harmony, how'd you come to the name? And once you started making the wine, what happened? I mean, I, cause I, I can only imagine you're adding yeast, you're freaking letting it age. There's gotta be setbacks. There's gotta be happy times. So what happened? How'd you come up with the name? And then how did you, uh, deal with making the wine over the first couple of years so the name actually is Harmon with a y added to it so i which is my last name so i thought all right what is the biggest message that i want to send with the wine that i do and it's however you drink drink in harmony and so that just meant to me wherever you are you could be at the beach uh, with family with friends i wanted to take that winery experience and allow people to have that outside of the winery and at wineries but not be exclusive to wineries. So that's where the name came from. Um, as far as the wine making process, so that's actually kind of funny because I 
have no letters behind my name, right. which was something that I heard when I tried to get into the, the industry. Uh, I didn't have any letters behind my name, but uh, I would say that the industry of wine, wine and winemaking have been super supportive. So being able to reach out to winemakers and them show me, you know, step by step, hey, I want this wine to have less tannins. What do I do? And they're like, oh, so this is what you would do. You would do this, this, and this, and then, all right, so I want to try this wine that I haven't seen on the market before. And they're like, well, this is why you haven't seen it. It makes it a little difficult. However, you know, you can try it and I'll be, I'll show you step-by-step step how it could work. So for me, the winemaking process of how to get, how I got started was a lot of help and resources from the industry. Okay, nice. So you, you were working down in Charlottesville. Um, how'd you get to DC? So DC, I was going to a bunch of, uh, wine bars. I, I met a couple of, uh, people in the industry. And so I'm still in Charlottesville, still, still live in Charlottesville, but I go up to DC every, every other weekend. And I met uh, a couple of bartenders, Lamar was, was a great bartender and he thought this would be a great opportunity. So nice, nice. So Matt, I'm super excited about this. We've seen a lot more wines in a can coming into the market. Um, um, I, I want to know about this. So, so tell me, tell me about Harmony. Yeah. So Harmony started during COVID. Um, and one of the most recent projects is this can wine. Um, and so the reason that I put it in a can was to combat some of the, I guess the places that wine can't be right. Mm -hmm. So you want to go play golf. You can't drink wine on the golf course, the beach, the pool, all these places where wine would usually be a lot of fun to drink. Right. You can't do it because of the glass. Um, and so, you know, with COVID hitting and there being a snag in the supply chain, mm -hmm. um, glass was unavailable for me. Okay. I'm a small business, so find, trying to find glass was an issue. So to combat that with the idea of going up against the places where you can drink wine, I was like, let's put this in a can. Now, I did get some pushback because it is a French and Virginia rosé. And okay. as you know, there are certain levels that you don't put French wine in a can, you don't put wine in a can, period. And to blend the two together and then put it in a can was a little bit of pushback. But uh, I think we have a good product here. I think we have a really good product. All right. Well, let's crack it open and give it a taste. Two things real fast. The first one is I'm surprised at the amount of the, the bouquet and the smell that you get out of it when you first open it. Because I was expecting, okay, with a glass, you swirl it around and you're dipping your nose in there and that gets you the full aroma. But this, I don't know, I guess it, because it's a more concentrated area, it really brings it in. So the rosé, like it actually, it, it really comes through. And I think this is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think, so one of the things that I wanted to make sure that I addressed was, you know, in a can, a lot of times when you're drinking anything that's alcohol, you can almost get that metallic taste. The flavors kind of die down and people are worried about like, well, why isn't it consistent with the bottle? So <clears throat> I reached out to a bunch of people in the industry who worked in beer, especially those that are working with, um, I think like stouts when they put it into a can, there's a lot of gases that go into it. And you can also burn the lining of the cans to keep the taste of the wine consistent. Um, and so for us, that was like a huge, huge deal to make sure that we had the quality of a bottle and the convenience of a can. Nice. This is, 
Absolutely fantastic. Um, so, like you said earlier, this is the this is the wine that can go places traditional wines can't because they're in glass and everything. Um, all right, so I'm sitting at home. I got a four pack of Harmony. Everything's happy. I need to eat some food eventually. So, what fast food do we pair on this? Ooh, I would say, and this is just my bias. I'm always going tacos. I think tacos are one of the most okay. versatile foods that you can have with wine. Um, I'm gonna go with a crispy fish taco uh, with some like fruit salsa that's probably a little acidic. I can get that. I can I can get in with that. My my initial my initial thought on this was to go with something heavy because this is such a light rosé. And uh, because I'm a connoisseur of fast foods, um, I'm going to go over to Subway and I'm going to get a meatball sub with this. I just think that um, the, for those of you who don't go to Subway, uh, the meatball sub is one of the few hot sandwiches that they make. And this being chilled freaking in the lightness of it, um, but still fruity would complement the, uh, the oregano and the, 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 the sauce of the meatball sub. So that's the direction I'm going in with this, but it's very good. And, um, I've had, I've had a lot of non-alcoholic wines. I've had a lot of, uh, boxed wines. Um, and I've had also, uh, wines in a can before. And the thing I like about this is the freshness of it. Like it just, it really tastes, if you were to pour this in a glass, I don't, I, I think this is going to be, um, one of the first, uh, episodes that we do for our blind tastings later this year. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. I think, I think that was, that's been one of the highlights of having these cans at events and things is, you know, you have the older generation who's, they only want bottles and they only want uh, Bordeaux blends. And then you hand them a can and they're like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> and handing them a can and then they take a sip and they're like, well, actually, I think I kind of like cans. 100%. Um, and, you know, to combat some of the other issues with wines, you know, you open up a bottle of wine that you may not love and now you almost feel pressured to drink the whole bottle. Right. Or, you know, you have had a nice night and you just want one glass. Can't do it. Right. With a can, though, if you don't like it in the can, you can give the rest to stocking stuffers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. All right, Matt. Really excited. Heard a lot about this. Harmony, Golden Bubbles. All right, tell us about it. So this one is a Chardonnay and Viognier blend, uh, both stainless steel. And so the idea I had that behind this one was to make this one of the most refreshing uh, bubbly you'll have. So trying to make it as close to champagne as possible. Um, and so Golden Bubbles is one of the only wines that I have that actually has a name. So okay. you can tell from that it's probably one of my favorites. <laughs> um, but this one, I actually sourced a grape from Texas. Uh, so Texas and Virginia rival each other in fourth and fifth for most produced wine every year. Wow. Yeah. And so when I was starting out, Texas is where I got all of my wine from uh, because of the ABC laws here. There was no advertising of buying bulk grapes. So I went down to Texas, made this wine with them, and you know was able to curate notes and flavors and what complexity and what I wanted out of the wine. Okay. Okay. So... Um... All right. Is this done in the champ the traditional champagne style, or how 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 do you, how do you make it? So this one is actually not done in the traditional champagne style. They added carbonation after the fact, uh, so it didn't go through the two 
you know, processes of fermentation. Um, however, I thought if I can have a wine that's got the freshness uh, that champagne gives you and then maybe add the bubbles to it, that might work. So in Texas, because of their humidity, not humidity, but sometimes the climate, I would say, it, it makes it a little more difficult to do some of the grapes that you want to do and blend them together. So I thought, all right, what's the best way to combat this? And from talking to a bunch of uh, winemakers and hearing what they had to say, forced carb was the way to go. All right, let's try it. Cheers. Cheers. Wow. So it kind of tastes like an apple tart. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What were the flavors that you were going for in this? I was going for the sourness of like a green apple, a little bit of like zest, and then <clears throat> the freshness or the, I'd say mineral, like a, like a mid-mineral flavor in the middle. Yeah. And so the goal was to do like sour apple, mineral, and then like a lemon finish so that your mouth waters on the end. Okay. No, no, you definitely hit on all that. The, the more that I that I think about this and 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 drink it, one of the things that I like about it the most is that mineral flavor, because a lot of people when with champagne or sparkling wine, whatever you want to call it, bubbles, um, people tend to err to the side to the bruntness of a brute or the fruitiness of a prosecco or something along those lines. And this has a nice mineral taste that I think it can, it would pair extremely well with, I always go with bubbles to breakfast food, but I'm thinking like an, uh, an omelet with like some freaking kale or spinach and mushroom, things of that nature. Yeah. Very good. I like that. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to try that one. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Let me think what about what I would pair this with. I think I would go all the same tone as you as breakfast i'm gonna go with a french toast okay to kind of break up the syrup and like sugary Ooh, i didn't even think about that that would be good as as kind of the opposite situation now the question that i ask everybody we're going to fast food now fast food i'm going to put parameters around and fast food is not ihop you sit down at ihop freaking fast food is we're driving through a drive-thru where are we going with this bottle in hand Oh, we're going to McDonald's. All right. And we're going to get McGriddles. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, with the syrup. I mean, this coated in With the syrup. I can't get it out of my head. Yep. No, no, that's absolutely, that, that, that's, that's fantastic. It, that would pair extremely well with this. Um, how do I'm thinking about a celebration that I'm gonna have, and this is gonna be a, a out of left field, freaking a Big Mac. And this is the first time I've ever recommended that a Big Mac be paired with wine. Um, and the reason why I think so is the Thousand Islander, the, the secret sauce on the Big Mac um, is sweet. And like you said, this breaks down the sweetness of it. So uh, I, think, I think this is what I'm gonna have tonight for dinner with my Big Mac. I like that, I like that a lot actually. When the last drop comes out of the glass, it's time to go. As always, thank you for joining us on Will's Winos. We'd like to thank our guests, our producers, Daniel Enriquez and Lamar Lusk, our media company, Adrava Media. Till next time, drink safe and enjoy great wine and great friends.